0: I'm not even joking when I say this but the power of salah is actually so intense because that is your literal bridge that is going to take you to Jannah inshallah assalamu alaikum my loves i hope you're all in the best of health and iman inshallah this is your host rizwana of the e-muslima podcast so welcome back it's so good to see um well i can't really see you girls but it's so good to hopefully have you girls back listening to another episode so we are on episode seven of season one i haven't really allocated any seasons but i just thought maybe let's just call this season one um but yeah episode seven where we are going to be talking about the benefits of praying and also five ways to be addicted to salah and I'm using the word addicted because salah is fard okay it's the first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us on the day of judgment that's why it's so important to be addicted having that addiction so you're always constantly doing it Without second thoughts. So that's why I've said the word addicted in this sense. So let's start this off by talking about the benefits of Salah and why we do it. Number one, one of the benefits is that praying reminds us of the Day of Judgment and the Hereafter and trust me we all need that reminder with the way this world is going right now. There are many things in this world that makes us forgetful of the Hereafter, so many materialistic things, so much haram, fitna, everything going on in this world. People who forget the Hereafter, who do not think that they will render an account of their actions, would do anything for their own benefits. So for this reason, there should be a warner for people that reminds them of the hereafter. Prayers that are performed consciously and carefully remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hereafter and the day of judgment five times a day. As we remember the hereafter and the day of judgment, we then tend to stay away from evil because we are constantly reminded. So every time we deal with something haram, We think about all of the prayers that we've done that day. We think about all of the Salahs that we've done that day and really remind ourselves of the hereafter. We would not harm anyone or their property and would not be unfair to anyone if we prayed our Salah consistently. The second benefit of praying Salah, Salah purifies us from our sins. Praying time, prayer time, is the time of meeting with our creator. Let's be honest, there's nobody in this world that could stand seeing us five times a day, um, sharing our problems, letting it all out, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always, there for us five times a day he is our best friend as we pray we know that we are in front of our almighty creator if we contemplated committing a sin we would change our mind by thinking of praying and being in front of allah or talking to allah by this we would purify our hearts from evil feelings and thoughts and other parts of our bodies such as our hands tongues from doing wrong things number three praying improves our character So salah is a good chance for us to realize our wrongdoings and sins and ask Allah for his forgiveness. By means of praying and performing our salah, we ask Allah's pardon and forgiveness. We stand in front of Allah five times a day, mindful that he knows of everything that we've done. Again, you have to remember that you can do your sin and you can get away with it. Mom and dad won't know, whoever looks after you won't know. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see everything. And that should be the biggest fear instilled within us is that Allah can see us. Our parents, the, our parents are nothing in this world. Do you see what I mean? It, nothing compared to Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you have to keep in mind that he's always watching. He knows of everything that we've done and we pay more attention to our acts because we are aware that he is watching. And as such we become well behaved human beings once we realize the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly watching us. Now number four is so obvious but number four is essentially where salah gives us the habit of being clean now being clean i have this thing of being clean constantly 24 7 like hygiene is my number one priority and alhamdulillah for being muslim because you know islam really does emphasize on the fact of being clean so when we make wudu in order to perform our salah we clean parts of our body that can get dirty really easily so our hands our face you know our arms our feet especially if we're walking around the house in barefoot we pay attention to our body our clothes and the place we perform the salah to make sure they are clean okay so by making wudu a few times a day um where we clean our hands face and feet we can gain the habit of remaining clean there's a story where our beloved prophet muhammad peace be upon him asked his companions where he said what do you say if there is a river in front of the house of one you and that person takes a bath in that river five times a day would there be any filth left on him and the companions responded saying there would not be any filth left on him our beloved prophet then replied saying praying five times a day is just like that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives our sins through our five daily ritual salahs. Number five, salah safeguards our mental and physical health. That one salah, and you have to think about it this way. You have to be regular and consistent with your salah. Obviously, we're all in, on our own paths. We're doing our salahs at different times, at different pace. Allah knows our stories, that's fine, that's cool. But we have to try our best to if you are if you are someone struggling with salah, it's important to, you know, keep going because you never know when you're gonna die. You never know when your time is over in this dunya and you will then need to make sure that you have performed the last prayer that you could and perform every single salah as if it's going to be your last salah and that way you can make sure that you are doing your salah properly and this obviously is going to feed into what i'm going to say later in the podcast but when i say when i talk about safeguarding and safeguarding a muslim's mental and physical health well if you think about it any possible dua or surahs you say in your salah that could be that one dua uh, that could be that one surah that Allah allows protection from it, Allah can protect you from it. Okay, so you always have to remember keep be mindful of Allah and it really does protect your physical health as well because you are performing in such a way where a lot of your body parts are being activated. Okay, I'm not I'm no doctor, but you know it definitely has helped me with my back, that's for sure. Right now, moving on to how to be addicted to salah. So we've talked about the benefits. So number one is understanding the benefits of salah. So of course we've just touched upon it so there we go that's number one there so let's move on to number two number two remember that the worldly life is only temporary. One of the issues that we face, and I face definitely, is that we are so consumed by work, by very materialistic things, by maybe what people at work think of us, maybe our promotion, maybe our exams, things like that, family pressure, marriage. But you have to remember that none of this is gonna be taken with you to your grave. Honestly, none of this is gonna be taken with you to your grave. The money that you have, the wealth that you have, your job, Allah does not care about that. Allah does not care about how much money you have. He does not care. And we have to remember that. The thing that he cares is us Allah. How much of our obligatory acts of worship did we perform in this dunya? We have to reflect and we have to think about our purpose. We have to reflect back on our purpose and think, okay, we need to renew our intentions and think about why we are actually in this world. And we're in this world to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to worship the materialistic things that Allah has given us. What's really scary to me is that I know so many people who have been so consumed with the worldly affairs, the things that are going on by materialistic things, that they kind of just distance themselves away from Salah, and they passed away. I've heard so many stories, like when I was at university, I heard so many stories, and it is so scary to think that, wow, that person's not alive anymore. Allah has taken that person's soul away. And that's it. That's that one chance gone. It's not an exam. It's not a GCSE or A-level where you can, you know, retake it. You know, it's not another job interview that you can take. That's one chance and that's gone. And who knows? Obviously, everybody's got their own story and everybody's story is between them and Allah. But it's like, that's your salah. And if you don't have your salah, do you have any of the other things? Because that is the number one priority. Also, you have to remember that nobody and it's gonna sound so harsh but nobody is gonna care after like five ten years after your death nobody's gonna be speaking your name okay so you can be a celebrity you can do all of this whatever whatever be engaged with whatever haram you want to be engaged with but once you die, even when you're a celebrity, have you not noticed that when celebrities die, yeah, they're all over the news, whatnot, but five days later, nobody's talking about them. Queen Elizabeth died like, what, a few weeks ago now? And yeah, she was on the news for like a week. After that, nobody's speaking of her. It's crazy how much this dunya is actually all an, an illusion none of it it's true it's all temporary and we have to remember that so we have to make sure our salah is our number one priority because if that is something that we are working on and that's our number one priority i guarantee you and struggling with salah is completely different as long as you're doing it even though you're struggling you're fine you're on the good path okay and allah is you know obviously, rewarding you for that. So please don't just think I'm talking about, you know, praying your salah consistently five times a day and and kind of putting that all in your face and all in your ears. Um, But it's so important to just remember that, you know, doing your salah is all we have because once you perfect that, then everything else, inshallah, will fall into place. And again, this is a huge reminder to myself, by the way, before I share this with anybody, because I need to keep telling myself this, I think, every single day. Waking up for fajr, I'm not going to lie to you, is a big struggle for me. Like, it's probably one of the most difficult salahs that i have to do but you know as long as i can just do it like it is a lot of struggle but you have to remember that allah is also rewarding you for the struggle that you do for the sake of allah number three do it regularly so it becomes a habit start off slow and try your hardest and eventually ease into all five prayers now i am someone who struggles with salah a lot previously i used to struggle to even perform one i remember when i started really getting into my deen it was a big struggle when it came to performing salah but i was Okay, because I know that I had that mindset where I knew that Allah, you know, is there for me and the path that I'm taking, He will help me and He will ensure that I am on the right path as long as I have that right intention. And I started doing like five all of a sudden because I was like, no, I really need to do all five, otherwise, Allah's not gonna be happy with me. This, this, this. And what I saw, what I found out is that eventually I just burnt myself out. I burnt myself out completely to the point where I then took like five steps back and distance myself from Salah. I was just thinking that was a big burnout. Cause it was just more than what I was used to. Okay. And you need to do things step by step. So start off with one. If people tell you otherwise, like you should be doing more than one, well, you know that. You duh, you know that. You know, you know it's for you know you know it's for to pray five times a day, but everyone's on their own path. So don't let anybody tell you what you need to do. As long as you've got that intention and you're heading on the right path, start at the beginning. Because praying one salah is better than no salahs and you have to remember that. So start with one you know get used to that be in that habit and then slowly increase it to two and choose whatever two prayers that you want to do for me fajr was the hardest so i tried to work on my zuhur asr maghrib and esha and fajr came after that and slowly it all started working out and it got to a point where there was a season um, throughout the year where all of the salas were very close together so that is when i was most distracted because whilst they were all in the day i had university or i had stuff going on and that made it really difficult So again, it's working around, and this is going to link to my next point actually, Um, but this is again, working around your Salahs, basing your life around what is happening um, with your Salahs. Number four, pretend your Salah is five pillars built firmly in place in your life and work your worldly life around those five pillars so that Salah will always come first before your worldly affairs. Again, this links to what I said for my third point, where I said, um, no matter how many distractions you have, when I say distractions, I mean like work, exams, university, school, college, whatever, embed those as though your salah as those five physical pillars in your heart and work your life around it because you need to remind yourself. And one of the things that really helped me is where I looked at the times, right? I'm thinking, it's literally just five timings, that's it. And salah does not take, it shouldn't take you more than, I mean, it depends on what surahs you're saying. But if you think about it realistically, it shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes, I would assume. And I just think to myself, right, I've got 24 hours in the day. So let's say each Salah, I know Fajr might take me 10 minutes, sometimes it doesn't, it just differs. But let's say, for example, each Salah takes 10 minutes each. Esha might be a bit longer, so that's 50 to 60 minutes. That's one hour of my day probably less maybe, if we think about how short Fajr can be. Um, 50 minutes of my day out of the 24 hours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me. Just let that sink in. And yet, so many of us are struggling with Salah. Again, struggling, completely fine, it's normal, but we have to think about it. We have to try and beat that struggle at the end of the day okay it's okay to struggle but we have to have the intention to beat it so just looking at it that way like 24 hours in a day and you know we're just dedicating 50 minutes of our life to salah so what I did I looked at those timings and I literally just put them down on paper and I'm like right so at this time that's when I'm praying Asura This time is when I'm praying Maghrib. So I'm going to plan my day so it's away from those timings. And I started doing that and Alhamdulillah, it's made a big difference because not only does it help you stay on track with your Salah, it helps you to manage your routine, which I think is a fantastic way of building your routine, especially as a Muslimer or Muslim, if there are any um, Muslim men listening to my podcast. Also, one of the things that really benefited me, especially when praying your salah and praying my, I mean, praying my salah, is having like a mini prayer mat with me. That has made the biggest difference. I now drive, so I have a mini prayer mat with me, like, wherever I go. And honestly, you have no idea how helpful that is, because personally for me, I do not like praying on my, like, coat, and things like that because it's not fully clean like I'm always on you know on the underground train or I'm just like walking in cities and things like that so it can get dirty quite easily so having a clean prayer mat with you and you can easily find those ones on Amazon where it's like those little pouches and the prayer mat is really folded you can find it on Etsy maybe if you're interested go on to Etsy they have loads um so yes it is absolutely amazing so definitely invest in that and um, because it really does help you and it's really small and compact so it can fit in your handbag and you can just take wherever you go and when it's a lot of time you're like right i'm gonna pray here you can pray in a changing room wherever you are there will definitely be somewhere private that you can pray in number five make friends with people who are diligent in salah having friends who are god conscious and who are god fearing will really help to elevate your deen and really help to strengthen your focus with your iman i remember being at uni and i had so many amazing inspiring muslim friends that i'm still friends with today and they would be like right come on rizwana let's go and pray it's maghrib like we'd be in the ground floor library and they would literally just be like right time to pray let's go and we'd do it together and honestly it was the most nicest feeling ever doing it with the people you love doing it with your friends your girls your homies whoever and it's just so uplifting so definitely surround yourself with those people and if you don't have people like that so if you have people who aren't if you have friends who aren't very god conscious or god fearing who don't pray their salah regularly then maybe you need to remove yourself or even better help them struggle together sometimes struggling together makes the struggle a lot easier so you know help each other out remind each other i always think of it this way if you genuinely come you know if you genuinely care for your homeboy your homegirl whoever if you genuinely care for them then you would want to see them in the akhirah that's how i think of it i only have a handful of friends i don't have many friends at all shout out to my friends if they're listening <laughs> they know who they are love you but my friends i'm only friends with girls who want to uplift me and want to help me strengthen my focus with my deen and who want to see me in the akhirah and those are the friends that you just need to have because that is the only thing that is going to be taken with you to the grave i mean the one of many things being taken with you to to your grave, and also the people that you will be seeing in Jannah. Okay, well, that is a wrap. I believe that is all of the reasons. Well, the reasons that I thought of and I planned out of how to be addicted to Salah and the benefits of praying Salah. I really hope this podcast was very beneficial, inshallah, because I know talking about it has really helped me as well. And if it can help at least one of you, then alhamdulillah, I feel like my podcast is actually being purposeful. But again, it's all because of the Almighty. So, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You know, let's take a bit of time to just be. Be grateful and have our gratitude. So, pause this podcast, go and speak to Allah, have that conversation because it's just so nice. But, yes, I'm gonna leave it there. Please feel free to message me on Instagram again. My Instagram is Podcast. I would love to hear from you girls. So many of you girls have been sending me amazing feedback and just amazing input with all of the podcasts, and I've just been so happy. And honestly, Alhamdulillah, every single day when I'm refreshing my page, I'm always seeing a new country popping up where my podcast has been. Has been listened to and it's just the most it's the thing that's gonna keep me motivated to create content so yes that is it that's pretty much it from me and yeah so take care loves and us. i'm really rambling here but yes take care assalamualaikum